Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to another wonderful day of 7th grade ELA. And we're coming to you live or pre-recorded from a classroom in Fulcher, Texas. I'm your teacher, Mr. Stubblefield, and this is our podcast experiment. Now, my students have come together to conduct a book club, and this podcast is a combination of their work. So for privacy purposes, the students won't be using their names. They're going to use titles instead. So that we make sure that uh, all of our babies are protected. So what you want to do right now is just kick back, relax, and let's get our book club on. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Book Club Podcast, where we are analyzing the story Hello Universe by Aaron Estrada Kelly. And now the students have finished the story Hello Universe, and we're doing a little reflection. As we reflect, we're taking a look at the uh, author's craft. What craft moves did Aaron Estrada Kelly make? So in this episode, the groups are going to talk about the different craft moves that they noticed and why they think that Miss Kelly made these moves. Now, today we're going to begin with the group, the Page Turners 2.0. Page Turners 2.0, you have the floor. Thank you. So today we found five craft craft moves each, and here are my five. My first craft move I noticed was a cliffhanger. This was found at the very end of the story when Valencia got a text from Virgil's grandmother's phone number, but she knew it wasn't her, but then the story ends. The author used this craft move, so we want to find out what happens next and to make us feel like we want to know more. My second craft move I found was point of view. The author chose first person, but made it so we were hopping around from character to character, but it stayed as first person the whole time. I think the author did this because it makes us able to know what all the characters are thinking and what they think other people are thinking of them. The third craft move that I found was on page 12, when the author put a text message in a box. The author did this so the reader can relate better to the text, and so it's easier to know what was sent. My fourth craft move I found was also another text message bubble. This was found on the last page also, but this one was used for a, a different reason. This was this was used so the reader can speculate uh, to who sent the text message. The last craft move I found was a picture in the book on page 36. This was put there to show us the business card for the company and to give us a better visual of it. And those are my five craft moves. A craft move that I identified was at the beginning of the story, Lowland said guinea pigs can't get in trouble. This craft move is um, foreshadowing. I think the author used this craft move because she is introducing the point leading up to one of the main conflicts when the guinea pig does get in trouble. Another craft move that I identified was when Kyrie uh, was new to the story. The author kept bringing up the fact that Kyrie was into astrology, 
by the items in her room. This craft move is repetition. I think the author used this craft move because she wanted the readers to know that Kayori was into astrology and one of her main things is being a psychic. Uh, this calc move that I identified was that when Virgil was at Kyori's house getting a reading, Kyori told something uh, to Virgil, or Kyori told Virgil something that made his heart beat very loud. Uh, the author expressed this heartbeat with a thumb. This uh, is the calc move of Automatopoeia. I think the author used this calc move to show the readers how nervous and scared Virgil got after what Kyori had told him. I also identified this craft move that was when Virgil got stuck in a well, Virgil thinks that Pa is a huge burn uh, that will swoop down and eat him, but Pa is just part of Virgil's imagination. This craft move is hyperbole. I think the author used this craft move because she wanted the readers to know that since Virgil is scared of the dark, he will start to panic and hallucinate. The uh, last craft move that I identified was that when Virgil was at Kyori's house getting the reading, Kyori told Virgil that she saw him in a dark place. This craft move is a foreshadowing. I think the author used this craft move because later in the story, Virgil gets stuck in a well, a dark place, which is one of the main conflicts of the story. Uh, Alright, uh, my turn. So when I was reading the book Hello Universe, I identified five craft moves. One of the craft moves I identified was metaphor. What the author did to use it was when she said Virgil's face resembled a ripe tomato. She uses to describe how Virgil was embarrassed when the Valencia saved him. Uh, number two of the craft move I found was simile. What the author did to use it was say when he said it, he held his arm against his chest like a precious jewel. And he, she uses to describe how Chet uh, even though he was in, like, he thought his injury was way more serious than it was. The third craft in my final was, uh, per, uh, point of view. Since the story was put to several first per persons, describe each of the main character's experiences. The author uses this to allow us, like I said, uh, see each of the character's experiences. Four, the craft in my found was suspense, and the author used suspense to keep us on our toes and make us worry for Virgil when he was stuck in the wall. Uh, five, another craft move I found, and my last one, was foreshadowing. The author used this craft move on page 141 and 142. Virgil said some things that he would do when he was out of the well, and when he got out of the well, he did the exact same things. Well, I found five craft moves after reading the book Hello Universe. The first craft move I found was foreshadowing. Kaori said that there are no coincidences, and Virgil felt like he and Valencia were meant to be friends. Later in the story, this quote from Kaori is used in different contexts, and Virgil and Valencia do kind of become friends at the end. I think the author wrote it this way to um, introduce the idea of destiny, because no, there are no coincidences uh, fits that theme. Repetition, I found repetition, which uh, is the phrase, there are no coincidences, gets repeated over and over. Also, the mentioning of supernatural forces like psychic visions and rituals are also shown again and again. I think the author wrote this way to show the importance of the idea of destiny and fit with the theme that I noticed, which was that fate ultimately guides you.
I also found that the changing point of view was when like the third person point of view shifts from Virgil to Valencia to Cory and Chet and even goes in first person point of view for only Valencia. In chapter two from pages seven and nine, the for only first person point of view in the story is from Valencia's perspective. I think the author did this to introduce the reader, the reader to Valencia right at the beginning. Cliffhanger. At the end, the reader only knows that Virgil texts hi to Valencia. While it's implied that Valencia and Virgil will become friends, we don't actually see this happen. We also see that Kaori and Valencia would become business partners, and again, we don't see this happen. This is a cliffhanger since the story comes to a halt after Valencia sees the text message. I believe the author wrote this way to leave room for speculation. The story does wrap up the conflicts with resolutions, but we don't get to see much of the aftermath. This makes it so that the reader can have their own interpretation. Also found that the text messages were in separate boxes and some were without grammar, like Valencia's when she was texting Kaori about making an appointment. The author did this so that it seemed like it was an actual text. It's easier to notice and most people don't use grammar while texting. Sergeant of recording. You wanna wrap it up? Uh, so that is uh, art today on craft moves. Join us next time when we don't have a next time because I don't think we have anything else. Uh, thank you, you forgot about the Shark Tank? You forgot about the Shark Tank? Oh, uh, yeah, we're also doing Shark Tank next week. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. All right, man. Good job. Okay. Now we are coming to the end of today's episode. Uh, on craft moves and our last group coming up the group that is BTS's favorite group is ARMY ARMY you guys have the floor hey guys welcome back to another episode of our Hell Universe podcast we've been reading this book for three weeks now and are finished this outstanding book is by the one and only Aaron Kelly. Today we're focusing on craft moves. I will start this by stating that today I identified five craft moves in the story Hell Universe. One was a simile which stated, Virgil was as shy as a turtle. I think the author used this simile to show that Virgil was very shy and never came out of his shell. Another craft move I identified was the metaphor, which was when Virgil states that Chet is the bull, even though Chet is human, he calls himself a bull because of his last name. I think the author may have used this craft move to show that even though his last name is Bullens, it is a way of showing his personality and how he treats others. Another move I spotted was repetition. It was when Virgil calls himself a grand failure several times throughout the book. I think the author used this to show the what Virgil thinks of himself as a person. She might have wanted us to infer that Virgil has a low self-esteem. <clears throat> to add, I also scouted a hyperbole. It was when Virgil's, I mean, Chet's father was waiting in the grocery, grocery line to cash in his items. He said, by the time you get out of here, my son will be graduating high school. This is an obvious exaggeration. This shows the author included this craft move to show that Chet's father is impatient and Chet might have inherited some of his bad traits. Last on my list is a simile. In chapter 7, Virgil tells Kyrie the initials of Valencia. 
It states that Kyori's total demeanor lit up as if she had sat on a hot plate. I think the author used this to show Kyori's excitement and curiosity. This gives us a hint to the readers about her personality. Now let's see what our captains have discovered. Thank you, Sukin. Those were some great craft moves. Some craft moves I found in the story Hell Universe was how the author uses little boxes to surround the text message words to make it almost look like a text. Another was a simile on page 138 when the author wrote, she announced it like she'd just been given six hours of homework. A hyperbole on page 131 when Chet was referring to the snake and said, it almost bit my arm off. Another simile on page 130, which was Virgil perched on the highest branch of a tall tree like a cat. And another simile on page 123, when Corey said, it's a stone. It could be as small as a pigeon, uh, pigeon egg. I think that the reason for these similes and hyperbole was for the reader to be able to compare the object or reaction to something else and emphasize a feeling. Take, for example, some people might not know how a snake skin agate looks like, so she compared it to something more common like a pigeon egg. What about you, Warren Officer? I think that all your craft moves were good. The craft moves that I found today was a hyperbole on page four when it said Virgil's parents and identical twin brothers immediately rushed her with a flood of hugs. And I found a simile also on page four that said big personalities that bubbled over like a pot of soup. And on page 126, there was a personification of an army of tears surged up from his gut. And the last craft move I found today was the author showed how everybody was going to the woods to foreshadow how the main characters were going to meet in the woods in chapters 11 to 13. What do you think, Lieutenant? Um, I agree with all of the authors crafts. Yes, like here are the ones I said. Foreshadowing when he tells Virgil tells his mom to stop calling him a turtle. I can foreshadow that he will soon stand up to chat. Um a sensory moment when he falls into the whale, he describes the whale jinky and dark. Um another one I found was when the author states that his heartbeat was like a chicken running. And the last one I found was a memory moment when he stood up to Chet, he remembers when he stood up to his mom and when Chet used to bully him. Back to you, searching up the corner. If that's it for today, does anyone have anything they would like to add? Well, that's it from us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and this is Army filming out. Thank you. Good job, as usual, guys. So, okay, continuing on with our episode of Craft Moves, it is now time for the Bookworm Buddies. Bookworm Buddies, you have the floor. Now that we have finished the book Hell Universe by Aaron and Tara Kelly, Today, we will identify our five craft moves. My first one is, Virgil's feet were blocks of cement, his legs were rubber bands, and his mouth was clenched so tightly that it was breathing only through his nose. This craft move is used here was a metaphor. She used a comparison between his feet and his legs with cement and rubber bands without using like or as. She might use this craft move to show the reader how Virgil felt when he was stuck in the well. Virgil opened his well, though that his mouth was as dry like parched grass, 
when he said he was that to ravine. The cracked roof used here was a simile. The author did this by comparing the dryness of his mouth with parched grass by using light. To lie uses to show how dry his mouth was or how dehydrated he was. The voice breathes through the wall like steam dripping from a cup of, cup of hot chocolate. This craft move is a simile. The author did this by comparing the voice and the steam in a cup of hot chocolate. Shima used it to show how the voice breathes through the well. When Valencia thought about Roberta and how they were both best friends a long time ago, this craft move is flashback. The author uses this by describing a memory between Valencia and Roberta when Valencia thought about her. Shima used this to show a flashback when Valencia used to have friends and wasn't so alone. My last one is a taste mostly mustard and bread. This craft moves a sense. The author will use this by telling what it tasted like. Um, how about you, what's your time? Um, I found, I also found five craft movies in the story. Uh, the first craft movie I found was Foreshadowing. I suspected that Valencia, Kaori, and Jen would eventually find Virgil in the well because when they found Chet, he said something about the well. And when Valencia found Virgil's stone next to the well, she closed it. So they all passed the well at some point. So I, I, I thought that they would find him eventually in the well. Uh, metaphor, Virgil being called a turtle is a metaphor because his family is saying that he is a turtle. Uh, hyperbole, Chet saying that he was brutally attacked by a cobra was over-exaggerated. Uh, repetition. I think this is a repetition, but uh, Chet calling Virgil a mean name over and over again every time he sees him. Personification. Virgil's Lola's story, ha story had a kid that got eaten by a rock. The rock is a non-living thing that has human attributes in his story. I think the youth author used these to make the reader feel more connected to Virgil by showing the reader what life is like for Virgil. One officer Wordsmith. Well, my circumferential creative craft moves that I discovered were the text messages that were in boxes. And I think the reason she did this was because to have less confusion while they're talking. And my second one was the hamster, the bird, or star chart, or the snake at pictures at the beginning of each chapter. I think that's symbolism for which POV the chapter is going to be in. And I think that's just just have less confusion at the beginning of each chapter. My third one was foreshadowing, which is when Kaori used the famed crystals of magic to find, to give a reason to find Virgil. And without this, the only proof she would have had is like Virgil not coming on, to coming on time. And my fourth one, in page 22, while Chet, well, met Chet for the first time while he was bullying Virgil, they kept repeating, walk, walk, walk. And I think this is just to give perspective for what it's like for, Vir for Virgil while Chet is bullying him, because it's just so long and it keeps getting repeated and repeated. And my fifth one is at the bottom of page 50. It says, Frederick could crush my bones, which is definitely hyperbole. And I think she did this just to show how weak and puny and like, oh, Virgil is. And that's what I think my craft moves are. Search of recording, you may close this off. So I'm closing. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add? No. 
Well, that's today's topic about craft moves. Join us tomorrow when we talk about rewriting the ending. All right, good job. Thank you. Okay, guys, keeping with our episode on craft moves, it's now time for the Literary Giants. Okay, guys, you have the floor. My five craft moves I have is the first one is assembly. It all came out like a fountain. Second one is personification. And one of Lola's stories, a rock came to life and ate a boy like a human. And then I found another simile. Then he imagined bull charging forward, grunting and panting and sniffing him out like a wolf. Then I found a metaphor, or his phone could fall and shatter into a million pieces. And I found another simile, the well smelled like an old rock. Hold on, you said uh, the phone could fall and shatter into a million pieces. What, what literary yeah, device? It, it, what? What literary device did you say that was? A metaphor. Because mm. it's exaggerating. Um, so if it's okay, good, good, good. So you did realize that it's an exaggeration, right? That's that's not yeah. a metaphor. Remember, metaphors are comparing two things. Now, I do I do get that sometimes it's hard to remember these words, but when you're talking about an exaggeration, that's called an hyperbole. Okay, uh, but here's the thing. You're able to tell me that that exaggeration is a craft move. So it's it's just a matter of understanding the technical term for um, exaggeration. And that technical term is hyperbole. But the fact that you know that uh, exaggeration is a um, is a craft move, that's good. So uh, I just wanted to make sure that you understood it's it's not a metaphor. It is hyperbole. Okay. okay thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it somebody else's turn? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I'm so uh, my first one is hyperbole, and oh, it said <laughs> by the time. By the time we got we got out, by the time we'll get out of here, my son will be graduating from high school. And I think the author did this to exaggerate how long they were waiting there. And my next one is simile. Um, the rock was gray, smooth, like a crescent-shaped moon. And I think the author did this to tell us how the rock, what the rock looks like. Um, and she also said used a a simile when she said and he'd get stuck there and start cooking like a lump of pot roast and she used hyperbole when it said especially not when she's not knees and elbows when she's all knees and elbows uh because she's not like completely knees and elbows <laughs> and so and uh, my other uh, my other one is she used imagery. Um, when I said the snake wasn't doing anything, just staring, not hissing. It didn't sway back and forth like a sumo wrestler, and this helped me visualize how the snake was acting, like what it was doing. 
Uh, what do you think? Captain uh, Connection. Captain Connection. Um, my unpacking is for a metaphor being that Ruby said silence is good sometimes because that's when you hear the best. I think the author put this in to show that with all the noise that we surround ourselves with, when we have finally silence, that's when we hear what we truly think and feel. I also found a hyperbole and simile since Chet was comparing his snake bite to a cobra's, which when it was just a mild garden snake, and that it, that the snake almost bit his arm, whole arm off. I also found foreshadowing when Valencia was next to the well and saw those five rocks, and showing that later in the book that she remembers where those five rocks are upcoming to bird finding Virgil. I also found um, personification where Virgil sees the darkness as Paul coming to put an end to him, his imagination causing fear. What do you think Warren Officer Wordsman? I think that uh was called well the first craft news that I found was foreshadow uh, two three foreshadowings and two similes where one of the foreshadowings was when Lola had gotten Valencia's numbers to give to Virgil and at the end of the story it was called no actually not at the end of the story when it's called Lola got Valencia's number it gave a hint of what's called foreshadowing as it might and shows the reader that there might be a possible friendship between Virgil and Valencia later on in the book. Uh, my second foreshadowing was when Virgil was stuck in the well and he's thinking all about all the ways he was going to stand up for himself. Like if he ever got out of the well, which was a hint of foreshadowing considering how he actually did those exact things once he did get out of the well. My third example of foreshadowing is when uh, Valencia was starting talking about how Chet would be bragging about how he got bitten by a snake, whether he did uh, go to the hospital or not. And this is foreshadowing as it might happen considering how much we know about Chet. My first simile is when Valencia uh, had finally told Kiori and her Jen what her real name was, and Valencia was comparing it to a battle cry. And my second simile was when Valencia had picked up the dirty pillowcase that Chet had left in the forest, and Valencia was comparing it to a dirty sock. Sergeant of recording. Alright, uh, that's the end, and we're done. Alright. Thank you. Mic drop. Continuing on with our episode of Craft Moves, it's time for the group that, well, I'm sure this is what everybody tunes in for. It's time for the Naturals. Naturals. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, today we're talking about the craft movies we found. Uh, I found uh, the first craft movie I found was like the different chapters for the different characters. Um, Sergeant, a recording. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what book we're reading or anything because you haven't told us anything about that. Oh, well, of course, of course. Sorry, not bad, not bad. Uh, we read Hello Universe and we're at the end right now. Uh, so, on back to craft moves. Um, the first craft move I found was uh, there's different chapters for the different characters. And then the second craft move I found was uh, imagery. And this is on page 121. Even though it was a bright, sunny afternoon above ground, the deep well that now cradled Gulliver was a dark, dark place, and darkness was darkness, whether it was in the sky or not. Uh, and then I found simile, which uh, the pillowcase was like a deflated balloon. Uh, and then I found metaphor. I consider my mother to be the biggest pain in the world. Uh, and I found another metaphor uh and as his head suddenly felt very heavy it was like someone placed a brick on his shoulder uh and and i think the reason she chose the similes and metaphors is because she's using them to compare things and i also uh think she chose the chapters part because it, it showed like the different point of views and everything of the different characters uh that's what i think about this what do you think about this lieutenant time um, the craft moves I found were, um, there was a flashback when Virgil was talking about the first time he saw Balancia, and then I saw imagery when they were saying Virgil's cheeks ached, his eyes burned, his nose throbbed. And then I found a hyperbole when Balancia was looking at her phone and she said she received 500 texts from her mom. And then there was foreshadowing when Balancia notices five rocks at the beginning when she closes the well. And then later that day, Jen says um, Virgil went to collect five rocks, so we know that she's going to crack the puzzle. And then um, I found a simile when um, they say, as they walk away, the girl turns around and looks at me like I'm a zoo exhibit. Um, I think the author used these to compare um, something with something else, or um, she could have used it to develop the text and support an idea. And another reason I think the author could have used these craft moves was to tell us something indirectly. What do you think, Captain Connection? So the craft moves I noticed were personification, the darkness had teeth that snapped and clenched, and here was Virgil sitting at the bottom of his throat. I think this was included to show how it felt to be trapped in the well for Virgil. I noticed onomatopoeia, uh, him saying, calm down. This was to express Virgil panicking in that moment because he couldn't breathe properly. I noticed the simile, the voice breathes through the well like steam drifting from a cup of hot chocolate. This was included to tell us a little bit more about how the well, well was structured to make that voice breathe. I noticed repetition of fate according to Kairi, like both Valencia and Virgil's initials are VS. This was included to tell, this was included to tell us how both of them were meant to be friends. I noticed metaphor of Valencia thinking that Virgil's Lola reminded of her of her of a witch. Uh, it tells us what vibes uh, Valencia got from Lola. What do you think about this officer wordsmith? The craft moves I identified were competition when it's a dark material side of the heat. Um, similarly, when it's a light colonial time, it has thought, which is um, when Virgil says that he feels he wants to get out of the world. Hey, Mr. Wordsmith, can I stop you right there? Uh, I can't hear like a word you're saying. Can you like, is it like a problem with your microphone or something? I don't think anyone can really hear you. You can't hear me. 
No, it's, it's like not that we can't hear like you, phone. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Okay. Um, so I wanted to like go outside. Um, uh, and I thought he said virtual things that he will get up to work. Um, and I wanted to add anything? Um, yes. Yeah. So, Sergeant of Recording, I noticed that you said one of the craft moves were point oh. of view. Um, but then um, you said the reason the author added it was so we could see from each um, point, like the point of view from each character, which is basically the definition of point of view. Oh. So why do you think the author used point of view? Because uh, it showed the different emotions and perspectives of the characters. Um, you could see also the story wouldn't have developed like entirely if it was just from Virgil's point of view. Because we needed Valencia and Kaori's point of view. We didn't really need Chet's point of view because it's un unnecessary in my opinion. But those helped develop the main plot of the story. Uh, when I but, like, um, why, why is Chet's point of view unnecessary? Because um, we learn about how he thinks, uh, what he thinks about Valencia and Virgil. Uh -huh. So just, why do you think it's unnecessary? I didn't think we had to know those things. Um, but that also shows us that Chet has a soft side. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I disagree with that now. Um, I just found I the only thing I remember from his chapters is that like he went to the grocery store one time with his dad, and that's all like, I don't think I remember. He was, his chapters are so forgettable and boring. It's just like ooh. So are you saying you just skimmed through the book because you seem to remember every other chapter? I didn't skim through the book. No, no, that, that's appalling. No, I don't do that. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just found Chet's chapters like boring. They, they, yeah. Other than the like Valencia and Virgil stuff, there's nothing else important to his chapters. But you just right now you just disagreed with the point you just <laughs> made when I was talking about when Chet had a soft egg. You said you just disagreed with your point. Now you're agreeing with it again. Oh, no. Uh, next question. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you not have an answer? I'm, I'm so confused. Wait, what is the question? So, so you first said that chap, uh, Chet's chapters were unimportant. And so, um, I, and then I started talking about how we learned that he had a soft side and we learned more about it from his point of view in his chapter. And then after that, you just said you disagreed with your point and you think Chet's chapters are important. And then right now, two seconds before you just said, I, you just re-agreed with your point that his chapters are unimportant. Uh, <laughs> it's so, okay, it's okay. okay. Let's, so let's, here's let's, the thing, uh, if, if you're able to identify the whole purpose of the different points of view, that's cool. And you did. You already pointed yeah. out. You pointed out that it it gave you different perspectives, and and that's mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see if you're able to identify the fact that the reason 
that the author uh, used these, uh, and and it was mm -hmm. still yeah. from first person. Yes, uh, all the different characters from first person to point yeah. out mm -hmm. the fact that that uh, we get to see all these different characters from their point of view. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, you you're good, man. You're good. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Did you not have an answer for that question? He does. I, I just got lost. He's, it's question. all right. It's okay. It's all right. Um, that's a fantastic job. Once again, I love the back and forth. Thanks for taking the time to, to challenge your classmates on their answers. You guys do a fantastic I'm, I'm, job. I'm actually surprised with myself I've made it this far with the questions she has. <laughs> I, I barely understand. I mean, I asked him to ask me questions so I could improve, but somehow he never like he never remembers that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hey, it's the fear of having to be recorded and knowing people are listening to it's you. It's not even that. I just get lost. I'm so confused by the questions. I just get lost midway through. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um Good job, guys. Thank you once again. Once again, a very entertaining and informative episode. Thank you. Now, continuing on with our episode about craft moves, our next group, the Page Turners, uh, although they're missing half of their group, they're still going to come on and talk to us about the craft moves they've observed. Page Turners, you have the floor. You have the floor. Sorry, I uh, my Zoom was glitchy. It's okay. So the first, so now that we finished the book, we will now identify the craft moves. The first craft move I identified is a cliffhanger. And that was at the end of chapter 32 when Virgil screams super loudly from the well. This this I think it's freezing up on them. The second author's craft, the second craft move is voice. And throughout the book, the author explains how the um, the, the characters talk and think. And I, she, I think she did this to introduce the readers to the characters' personalities and personal life. Image the third craft move was imagery, and where that's when Virgil goes into the well and and he is trapped. So the author uses descriptive words like quote, the darkness had teeth that snapped and clenched. The author used these words to show how the darkness is affecting Virgil. Figurative language is another um, craft move, and that's where the author included the personification of the darkness when she wrote, his lungs had been, when she wrote, quote, his lungs had been stolen by the darkness. The author included this to show how he was getting suffocated by being in the world for a long time. And the last craft move that I, that I identified was point of view. And that's when the story was written in the point of view of all the characters. And the author did this to show their personalities 
of all uh, all the other characters and not just Virgil. This also developed much of the plot of the book of Holy Universe. Captain Connection. Thank you. And after finishing the story in Hello Universe, I identified six author craft moves. The first one I found was a simile, and it says, Instead, he walked through the door like a defeated athlete on page three. And the author did this to describe how Virgil felt that school was over and he still thought he was a grand failure. The second author craft move I found was foreshadowing. And this, the author did this by making Chet, Virgil, and Valencia go into the woods at the same time, which foreshadows the conflict of Virgil going into the well and the resolution of Valencia saving him. The author did this to ship, to develop the story. The third author, author's craft I found was hyperbole, hyperbole, and it is that woman would buy kisses from Judas if it was on sale, and it was on page three to four. And the author did this to show that Virgil's mom would buy anything if it was on sale. The fourth author's craft move I found was a simile, and it says, He haunted Elm Street like a tiger on the loose, and it was on page 21. The author did this to show how Chet was always outside. The fifth author's craft move I found was a simile, and it says, Even after the bowl was out of sight, the laughter still followed Virgil like a buzzing housefly, and it was on page 24. The author did this, did this to show that Chet's laugh was annoying. The last author's craft I found was an onomatopoeia, and it says the thump on page 26. The author did this to, did this to describe how Virgil's heart was like. Those are all the craft words that our group found. Join us tomorrow when we talk about the ending of Hello Universe. All right. Thank you.